Welcome to Write Into Your High Calling with author and professor Sherry McGriff. Write Into Your High Calling is dedicated to inspiring you, equipping you, and challenging you to steward the call of writing that God has on your life. So if you're up for it, let's get started. Welcome guys, Sherry here. Welcome back to the podcast. So, how are you guys doing today? Now I'm driving, so the, there might be some background noise. I'll see if this works well or not. But I had a song pop up, and I wanted to talk about it. And it was by Winona Judge. Judd. <laughs> and the song was, I Want to Know What Love Is. Do you remember that song? I want to know what love is. And it got me to thinking, you know, God wants us to know what love feels like. And not just God. When I say God, you know, a lot of people say God and they don't mean the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They don't mean Him. They mean a God, um, nature, intelligent design, a creator out there, but they don't actually know Him. So I, I do need to be specific when I say that, and so do we all. But the Lord, Jesus, wants us to know what love is. You know, before the foundation of the earth, God knew we would need a Savior. He knew that Adam and Eve would sin. He knew that when we were born, that we would sin. He knew that to be able to spend forever with his children that he created, that he'd have to have another plan. But because he's God, it wasn't plan B. It was all part of the plan, which is kind of crazy to think about and kind of hard to comprehend that he created these beautiful people and the world and the animals and the insects and et cetera, et cetera, everything. And Jesus wasn't plan B. He knew when he created them that we were not like him and we would fall for temptation. He knew, he knew, he knew the, um, the angels would rebel and he'd send them out of heaven. And he knew he would create, or already had, or however that works, the earth, and this is where they would dwell in one form or another. That they would tempt us to sin. He knew all of that before any of it happened. And he sent Jesus, his son, to die on the cross and take every sin that was ever committed in the world, that would be committed in the world by any of us, every sickness and disease that would ever inhabit the the earth, that would ever um, hurt the people he created, the iniquities, which are sins, generational sins passed down, sometimes it can actually affect the DNA as it's passed down 
it gets embedded in the, I guess, the body or the soul. Uh, I don't know how it works, you know. Um, you know, he knew all these things. He knew all of this. And one, he still created us. He still created the world. He decided, I think, he decided that it was worth it. That was worth it. You were worth it. You were worth it. All this pain and anguish that he would go through when we walked away from him, when we rebelled against him, when the angels, whom he also loved and had created, rebelled against him. He decided it was worth it. When he saw his son, which is, you know, him also, part of him, and again, it's incomprehensible and I cannot explain it or articulate it, but that he'd have to see his son, his child, go through this agony, he decided it was worth it. He decided it was worth it. And so um, the song that Winona sings, I want to know what love is. I want to I want to feel it. I can't remember the lyrics now. <laughs> For It's been a few minutes since I listened to it. But that can be... When I was listening to it, it popped up on my phone. You know how your phone uh, will choose your music for you some days. It'll just roll through. And when I mention someone's name, that doesn't mean they endorse me or know me or I know them or endorse them. Um, but uh, Wynone is a, a believer in Jesus. I do know that. But, but I don't know what period of time she wrote the song. But anyway, that's our, our heart cry to the Lord can be, I want to know what your love feels like, Lord. So if you don't feel like you know what God's love feels like, or Jesus' love feels like, or the Holy Spirit's love feels like for you, or maybe you don't feel like people around you, people you know, people in your family love you, this can be our heart cry to Him. I want to know what your love feels like, Lord. I want to I know what it feels like. And sometimes we have a little pity party for ourselves, and sometimes we are legitimately not being cared for in the way that we feel we need to be cared for or love shown to us or the way that we want it to be shown to us, right? And But God loves you with an everlasting love right? He loves you. He adores you. You were his idea. He knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. You know, before he knit you together in your mother's womb, he knew you. He knew what color of eyes you would have, the gifts that you would have inside of you, the the purpose, purposes, you have more than one purpose, purposes that he would want to use you for, to bless the world, to help the world. But you are also a gift to the world. Children are a gift, and you are one of those gifts. He wants you to know how much he loves you, and he wants you to feel it. So let me ask you this. What's your story? What's your story? What's your transformational story? I would like you today, if you could take the time, and I'll add some music on here at some point to sit down and write as long as you're not driving sit down and write out all the times where you had an intervention of the Lord an intervention 
and, and other times where miracles happened and other times where things were not going well and there was a shift. God used someone to bring the shift, to speak the word of encouragement that you needed. Write down the times where maybe you almost died and God saved you. Write down the times where you were grieving over a loss and God walked you through it. You know, you might say, well, you know, I was abused or I was beaten or my child had this happen to them or my spouse or I was divorced or I messed up and I caused the divorce you know all these things and you might say well where was God when this happened to me or where was God when I was reacting out of pain and I did this well God knew that these things would happen so then you might say well why did he allow why would a good God if he's a good God why would he allow this to happen well Remember this, we live in a world that has good and evil in it. And the angels, there's a scripture that says the angels hearken to the word of the Lord. The angels who battle for us, they go out and fight for us based on the decrees and the instructions of the Lord and his word. So when he sends forth a word, they go do it, right? They go obey the word. They go fight for it. They enter the battle. Who was it uh, Daniel when he was praying um, and the answer didn't come and he kept praying and praying and praying and the answer didn't come and he was questioning why didn't, why is this not coming? Why is this not happening? And the angel told him that he'd been in a battle trying to get there, trying to bring the answer, right? Sometimes that, that happens. But just because something bad happens doesn't mean that that was what the Lord wanted or what God wanted. But we have to remember that one of the gifts God gave to us was free will. And that means both good and evil men and women, when I say men, that's male and female, have free will. People you wish didn't have free will have free will. And sometimes they perpetrate violence. And tragedy happens, even to a child. Um, We know that sex trafficking is a form of slavery. And it still exists today. Slavery still exists today in uh, all kinds of, all parts of the world, and and especially in the United States. You know, you could say, well, where where was God when this happened? Why did he allow this happen to someone in my family? Again, there's good and evil in the world, and we all have free will. Where was God when my child did this or that? Again, God gave us free will. Well, why didn't God protect me when this happened to me? Again, God gave us free will. And it is a gift. It is a gift. 
sometimes we like to take back the gift from others. But let me ask you this. How did God get you through it? When these evil things happened, how did God get you through it? When you were running from him or rebelling against him or reacting out of pain because of what was perpetrated against you, how did God get you through it? How did he get you in your attention? Who did he bring in your path to speak a word of love to you or encouragement? Who did he send to help you? What's your story? What's your story? So what I'd like you to do today is write some of these things down. And this can take a very long time, but for each thing you remember, write it down. And write down how God met you there. How did he transform your life? How did he get you through it? Because if you don't know how God, God got you through it, how can you articulate redemption and hope in your work, right? If you don't know how God got you through it, how can you articulate redemption and hope in your work? For me personally, you know, when I was about five or so, I don't know, six, seven, somewhere around there, um, my parents were separated yet again. <laughs> okay, they separated many times. And we were staying with my grandmother and grandfather in Oklahoma. And, you know, they didn't really have much money. They were very, very hard workers. There was a lot of kids in my mother's family. And, we were staying with her and their neighbor, Mrs. Bell, was it Mrs. Bell or Barr? I can't remember, certainly. I think it was Bell. And she was known in the neighborhood as being, you know, totally religious or crazy because she was so crazy for God, <laughs> basically. Uh, now that I'm older, I know that she was just on fire for the Lord and she wanted to get everybody saved. She wanted everybody to come to know the Lord like she did. And so when we were staying there, she took myself and uh, my little brother to church with her as often as my mother and my grandmother would allow us to go. And at some point, uh, I was taken to vacation Bible school, which was my first experience going to that. And I remember this one day we were probably there was probably a basement of classrooms because it was a very small little white church and um, about 10 years ago I or, or so I uh, was in that part of town I don't live you know near there but uh, I was visiting and that church still existed now I don't know if it's still there now but being in that place my life was forever changed not that I always served the Lord since that time, but it was forever changed. But let me tell you what happened. So the minister who was doing vacation Bible school uh, told us about Jesus. And then he asked us if we wanted to pray and asked Jesus to come into our heart and um, say this sinner's prayer with him. And I was, you know, yes, I do. And so I prayed with him and I saw and felt this enormous hand 
come and place itself over my heart. And then we went into these tinier little classrooms to have like our, our little lesson. And the teachers asked us, probably asked us like who um, said the prayer and stuff and I did. And I told her what I saw and felt. And then she proceeded after the little lesson to have me tell every single adult that she could uh, get me to talk to. So my point of bringing this story up is, you know, life wasn't perfect after this. I think my parents got back together at this point, but then they separated again later, eventually divorced. Eventually, uh, my mother married some someone else and that was not good. <laughs> and life was not, was not good after that. And, but God still showed me early on that he had his hand on me, his hand on my heart. You know, metaphorically, what could that mean? That God always has his hand on me no matter what I was going to go through. God was showing me that he loved me enough that he showed me that. You know, everyone has different experiences. Um, but that his hand was there. He would hold my hand as I walked through things. You know, if I wanted to, right? Because again, we have free choice. We have free will. And God did walk me through a lot. And at one point, it was so bad that I turned away from the Lord. I stopped holding his hand as a teenager. And I said, no, I'm not serving you now. I'm doing this instead. And I physically in my room turned my back on the Lord. Those, uh, when we do things like that, life doesn't really get better. <laughs> it actually gets much worse. And of course it did. But at some point, I came back to him. I remember um, being so annoyed with him that when I was with some of my friends or people I knew and, and they were struggling with things and I would have to like witness to them and tell them about Jesus <laughs> when I wasn't even serving him. That's how, how much God had changed me. So even though when I was in rebellion, I still had to tell people about Jesus when they were struggling because he's the only way I knew that, they, that life could be okay and it could get better. You know, and I can remember all the other things that happened and how did I get through them? I got through them by having, and this is after I came back to the Lord or decided I'm, okay, I was being stupid by rebelling because life didn't get better. And he was with me when life wasn't going well anyway, but, but when I was legitimately trying to serve him every day of my life, when I was struggling, I would tell women in the church, ones that I trusted and they would pray for me and God would move because they knew how to pray. They knew how to decree. They knew how to pray God's word. And remember, Jesus is the word. So we, they got the word involved in my circumstances where others had free will and it would turn things around. And the power of prayer is really where transformation for me began. And occurred and and so when I mention prayer in the podcast and I pray for you it's because I know that prayer 
and praying to the Father, praying to the Son, praying to the Holy Spirit. Let's not get theologically um, annoyed or irritated with me, but when we pray, God moves. And the more we learn to pray effectively, God can move and break through. So what I want you to do today is I want you to write down your story and see where God's love shined through in those times where you couldn't do it on your own, where you didn't know where he was, where when we feel like he's not there and I'm struggling and where are you, God? Where are you, God? He is there. But remember those times when he walked you through and he got you through. And he saved you from the circumstances or he sent someone to help you. What is your story? So let me pray for you now. Father, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for your son who was sent for us. You said if we believe on him, if we believe on him, that we would not perish but have everlasting life. Right now we just dedicate our life to you. We ask you to come into our heart to save us, forgive us of every sin we've done, known or unknown to us. In Jesus' name. And Father, I pray that you would remind me, that your Holy Spirit would remind me right now of everything, which is probably more than I know, but of the stories of redemption and where you came in and changed the circumstances for me and brought that redemption to me and that encouragement and walked me through circumstances. Lord, I ask you to remind me so I can articulate hope and redemption in my work. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Okay. I'm going to put some music on. Go think. Go pray. Get these things down. Because you can only bring redemption and hope into your work if you remember where God brought you through. All right, keep writing. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Right Into Your High Calling with Sherry McGriff. To support this podcast, Don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, to the podcast, and sign up for emails and lots of cool things at truthandfiction.substack.com. That's truthandfiction.substack.com. And if you're interested in being um, coached to writing your book or your book formatted, let me know. It's truthandfiction.substack.com. There's a contact form on there. And you can also comment on the articles and things I do. So, Have a wonderful day, everybody. God bless you. Until next time, keep writing.